welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe, question mark. I am your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy, alongside me is... It's Stitch, what's up people, we back. Back up in, and you know what time it is, it's motherfucking playoff, playoff time. Ball or die. Playoffs! <laughs> Here we go, we are recording on the Monday after the opening weekend. Yes. The Warriors are playing game two as we speak against the Spurs in Oakland. Um, we gotta get everybody up to speed, man. We didn't even... I apologize, we did not get a chance to put our picks in and our analysis prior to the beginning of uh, the playoffs starting, but it's still very early on. Absolutely. So we got time. We going. Got time. We got started over in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Bron Bron in trouble. They down 0-1. Now, okay. it's Indiana. Um, they lost the season series to Indiana 3-1, if I remember correctly. Destroyed, basically. Yeah. Um, a lot of people really weren't concerned, weren't worried. They've been treating Cleveland as if they are the team that can just turn on the switch. Yep. Um, and I've, I've had my issues with teams like this before. As being a Laker fan, mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with, with teams sort of under, underperforming during the, the regular season, taking nights off, going through little losing stretches, yep. and then turning it on in the playoffs. And it works a good bit of times, but there are times where it blows up in your face and you look embarrassed. Yes. Uh, Lakers, Detroit, example. Yep. Um, the Warriors, could be argued, might have been doing a little bit of this. At, towards the end part of the playoffs, they got blasted by Utah. Utah plays them tough, though. Sure. Um, I, was it Indiana also that beat them? Yeah, a bunch of teams beat them up. Yeah. But, um, everyone but injuries, just sort of, too. Yeah, injuries, too. So there was a lot of things that played into it from both teams. You want to rest your, your people for the, the last playoff stretch. That's what you play for. You play to win the, the playoffs yep. and everything. It doesn't matter what how you finish with the regular season. Um, we had one game and overreaction theater. Um, Cleveland lost. They lost convincingly. Um, they were down for most of the game by double digits. Absolutely. Hopping to, around between like 20. 17. Yeah, I, I was listening to a good chunk of it. 17 uh, got down to like 11, 13. But seemed like they had it well in hand. Um, people were freaking out. Um because LeBron has a really good track record about winning game ones. Um, I think it, I saw a, a little post saying that he had the best first round record of, of all, all time. time. Yes. Yeah, just slightly ahead of James Worthy and Magic, I believe. Yep. Um, so people are in slight panic mode because they are were waiting for Cleveland to turn it on, hit the switch, and they flicked it up and down. There's no electricity going on. Um, this is LeBron's team yes. that he reconstructed twice. The GM, year. GM yeah. LeBron. GM LeBron made this team, well, made a team at the beginning of the season with his homeboy, Dwayne Wade. Yep. Uh, that didn't work, and he got a free pass in terms of, oh, well, whatever, I'm going a new team. Well, you made the first one. Mm-hmm. So he got the second one with all these so-called role players, George Hill, um, Clarkston. Larry Nance. Larry Nance. Uh, okay, they look good. They won the first, what, two games before the All-Star break, which sure. I thought it was just them, a lot of teams just going to All-Star break coasting. Sure. Um, Cleveland was out here trying to prove something. Hey, this is this works. We're back. We're a new team. We got we got this hard. We we back second half of the season. We're going to dominate. And then nothing. Fizzle. Nothing. And it looks like um, still dragging along into the playoffs. Let me get in here. I'm going to first and foremost give credit to Oladipo. This was a Victor Oladipo. He was a man who got traded from OKC. Everybody thought that OKC got the better half, a better part of that trade, you know, with uh, Victor Oladipo playing alongside Russ last year, not making a whole lot of noise. Now Indiana is certainly his team. He is the man there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he got heard the shade from Dan Gilbert, the Cavs, you know, owner about uh, the fact that he didn't really respect Oladipo as a big time player. And truth be told, the league and most players outside or most fans outside of Indiana haven't really respected yeah. Oladipo. And so I think I saw Indiana had one national televised game yeah. this year. Nobody gave yeah, no nobody, really nobody gave a shit about it. Yeah, nobody's watched Indiana. Which I what, think adds to a lot of the, the reaction absolutely. that happened today. What happened was Oladipo was balling out of control. He controlled the game. It's his team. He's not scared of LeBron. We definitely see that. Regardless of what happens in this series from this go-forward point, they've already done, they being the Pacers, have already exceeded what the Paul George Pacers did last year, which was get swept mm -hmm. by the Cleveland Cavaliers, as I Talked about last year so much where Paul George, this supposed superstar, was up by 26, 23 points at home against uh, the, uh, the the oh, Cleveland Cavaliers and blew that lead. Yeah. And so I was very impressed by Oladipo. I think he is automatically elevating his stock in the NBA. If he, whether it takes four games or seven games, if Oladipo is able to lead the Indiana Pacers in the first round past LeBron, Indiana automatically and unequivocally won that, that trade. And we need to have elevate Oladipo to probably top 20, maybe top 15 player in the league because that's something we have not seen for the better part of a decade, which is beat a LeBron team in the East. Yeah, I think last one was that uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, uh, Magic. I yeah, believe and that was a good that team that went to the finals yeah. against Kobe and against the Lakers. That's how long it was ago. Yeah, it's it. Everybody has said all of the this decade. We're in 2018. This decade, the LeBron decade in the Eastern Conference, has been nothing but him dominating. It's too early to tell. One game is not the series. This uh, a Cav a LeBron led Cavaliers team in the finals came back from being down three one. I am never going to discredit LeBron per se in terms of in the playoffs and his performance and ability to win. Big if if he does this, I'm putting Oladipo in the top maybe top fifteen player in the league. What you say? Ooh, um, playoff is where the money is made for me. Yeah, is he? Is he? This is a contract. Is this? A, do we know anything about his contract status? Is he? Oh, that's a great question. I'll have to look that up. That, is, that are balling out when they get the national attention. Be like, this is my chance to get a payday. Kind of. Thing. Oh, which I don't have a problem with that. I mean, good, good for him. I think Indiana has him locked. If I had to guess, from beyond this this season, okay. I think. But okay. I can certainly double check that. Regardless, the Pacers are not scared. I like what I saw from uh, Oladipo. Braun's legacy is in jeopardy if he does lose if they in the lose, first round. The East is completely wide open. Yeah, Ex extremely wide open. I mean, Kyrie being done, which we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, um, and then Philly. Uh, it's just we don't really know what these young teams are going to do in the playoffs. We're going to see who's going to rise up. Um, teams like Washington—they've been there before, but they've never really taken that that extra step sure. to get to that elite level. Yep. Um, same thing with uh, Toronto. Yeah. Um, Who has the number one seed yeah. and nobody is respecting them. Yeah, exactly. Based we, on past performances. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, it's past performance where we have these doubts and we just roll our eyes with saying, oh yeah, you're the number one seed, you're the number two seed. Okay, yeah. We, we know how this story ends. Yep. LeBron comes through, wreck shop, 
you guys go home. And, and it's not like LeBron played poorly, per no. se. He had a triple-double uh, against the, the Pacers. Again, Cleveland was at home. They have the slightly better record, but Indiana has a good matchup and against them. they lost them. their home court advantage Yes, with that. Um, and it, like I said before, it was a clear, concise, dominating victory. Yeah. I mean... With nobody on the Cavs showing yeah. up besides LeBron. And I, I even think... it. Even though it was a double digit, it wasn't like a blowout where they lost by like 30 or something where it's just like, all right, they had a bad night. Cleveland just, they got worked. Yeah, they got they, worked. They got outplayed. They got outplayed in sort of every facet of the game. I mean, LeBron did his stuff, but these other people have to come and fill in their roles and do whatever they have to do. They need to hit their wide open threes if, if LeBron's dishing it out to them. I want an apology from every motherfucker on the planet that came talking to me three, four years ago that are quiet as fuck now. Kevin loved this. Kevin loved that. Yeah. Kevin loved an all-star. If he played for a good team, he'd be such and such and such and such. Remember all that noise? Kevin Love is an overhyped player that is nowhere near as good as we thought he was while he was in Minnesota. This is a team without Kyrie now where I'm not seeing the level of Kevin Love dominance that we all thought, or a lot of people thought. Who can dominate when you're playing with LeBron? You know, you're you're not allowed to dominate. You're not allowed to I would do your say, thing with when LeBron's out. That's why Kyrie was like, "I'm out." I hear you on that, but I would say Kyrie definitely had monster games with because LeBron. he's bringing the ball up the court. So he's doing. <laughs> you can't you can't take the ball physically from someone's hands, and that's why a lot of times people were calling Kyrie a ball. A, a, a space eater, sure. just a, a shot clock killer. I'll go back even to the Miami days. I think that, uh, you know, Wade certainly came through and still played extremely well and effectively, yeah. even on the years that he wasn't it's in, like, you know. That was Wade's team. Yeah, this is true. Wade's team, Wade City. But there's but there's no excuse for love, though. I mean, he, he we've put out APBs for him. This is a team where <laughs> if he is so good, you know, again, an all-star, he's been an all-star multiple times. Where where have you seen it in the postseason? This this, this falls on LeBron. Oh, LeBron, lion share. LeBron lion made share. this team. LeBron begged for love to come back. LeBron lion share LeBron when it was when it was supposed to be a uh, love's pretty much out one foot out the door. They sure. getting rid of him. LeBron was the one flying across country. Who's the second to best LA. player on the Cavs? Though? Who's the second best player? Well, it's, it's love. Okay, but yeah. All I'm saying is your second best player on this team that everybody knows it has makes big time money. He's got to show up in the playoffs if you're the second best player on a, a team that's been to the three straight finals. Uh, well, it, it's different when I mean you can't like I said you can't force the ball into your own hands. Look at look at Oklahoma City. Are we, mm. We're not we're not are we questioning if Carmelo is a legit star? Because uh, based on what's going on, I mean, I, we, I do question a lot of Melo based on the fact that much like Love, <laughs> Melo. Does not perform when he does even make the postseason very effectively. Again, I put 75% of your legacy as an NBA player on what you do in the postseason. Don't talk to me about regular season. I have not seen a lot of heart and grit from Love in the postseason. Uh, regardless, he never made the fucking playoffs in, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. In, he's been in Cleveland. This is the fourth year? Yeah. I believe so. Fourth yeah. year. What standout performance have you ever seen in the postseason from Love that's memorable? I can't think of one. 
He he, his job is to so, is to fill, fulfill a role. He's, right. he's the Chris Bosh of Cleveland. He's supposed to stand in the corner, wait for the ball to come to hit the shot, do re, get the rebounds and everything, get the the stuff that sometimes doesn't appear up on the stat sheet. Mm, and I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna, I mean obviously that is a big down role in what he came over from Minnesota sure. doing. But you, in a way, you can't blame him for it. They traded for him. They did. This, they traded no, for him. Ron wanted him. They begged and said, please don't go. Please don't go. We need you. Braun wanted him. All I'm saying is, postseason, I am completely underwhelmed by his energy, tenacity, even in that role-playing position, quote-unquote. But now he's the second-best player on the team. You can't say he's the Chris Bars when he's the second-best player on the team all season long. Yes, he's had an injury or two. But this is postseason. Cry me a river. This is 99.98 on LeBron. All right. That's, that's I, what I'm saying. That's why I'm sticking to it. You've got a chance to rework your team twice. And this conveniently will be a nice scapegoat reason for him to just walk mm. away from Cleveland. You think he's it, gone? You're putting it on wax? I'm, I, I want to see his body language. Okay. If it starts to get towards that elimination game. Yep. And when it's... Instead of him turning, if he decides not to turn it on, and he just goes out quietly, especially in the first round, yep. I'm I'm curious to see his body language, what his eyes are doing, how if his shoulders are slumping. I want to hear that post game exit interview, and that will determine for me if I think he's coming back. But I think this sets up for a nice, very convenient way for all parties to just leave. I don't know what Kevin Love's contract situation is. Yeah, that's um, a good question. When he got, uh, when they brought him back, but um. I, there's no reason for LeBron to stay. They've done all that they can. If Braun loses in the first round, big if. We've only played, seen one game. If they lose, I don't care if it's in game seven, game five, a clean sweep, whatever. He is, I'm willing to say on wax, definitively going. I'm not going to say where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. But he's gone out of Ohio. Now, what's unfair, even though I never want to give Gilbert any fucking props because I think he's a piece of shit human being. <laughs> He did put in effort these last four years to, quote-unquote, put the players that Braun wanted around LeBron. Yeah. They paid good money. They, they, they shipped off Isaiah Thomas, who we got to get into later. Uh, the Kyrie situation. Uh, the front office created a lot of that nightmare. And then Kyrie. Because of LeBron. Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to make that clear. LeBron and the front office did a lot of very out out in the open, disrespectful and flat-out wrong things to Kyrie that he heard about. Yeah. And then Kyrie said, this is not my cup of tea. I'm out. Demanded a trade. And then they, for all, I don't know what reason, they traded him to Boston, which was already a great team. Yeah. You know, and just made that team even better. But injury gods didn't have it in the in the cards for uh, the Celtics this year. Yeah. Um, so then, okay. So since pretty much Kyrie's season is done, sure. How do we go back to how we talked about on the the very first uh, podcast of yeah. the season about how Kyrie's season is this a successful season for Kyrie? Is this uh, to be determined? Because essentially, he's gone. Hayward's gone. They I'm got the, the what number two, three seed. Yeah, two seed. Two, two seed. I. Uh, not to cut off, but I, I feel like this was a very successful and a surprisingly successful season. Remember, they started off on that ridiculous uh, best best record in the league for the first 20, mm-hmm. 30 games. Um, injuries happen. 
You know, they had two injuries to their all-stars. And at the same time, they're still playing tough in the playoffs. This is a well-coached machine. You know, next player up, they also had Marcus Smart with an injury too. So uh, Boston's been injured all year long, literally ever since game one with Hayward. Um, But yet still earned a two-seed in the East. That's very impressive. No shade to Kyrie whatsoever. I think Boston has one of the brightest futures in the entire league, definitely in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So uh, I think Boston won that trade no matter what you say. Um, actually, let's switch it up just a little bit because we're okay. going to go back and forth. We're definitely coming back to basketball because it is certainly playoff season. Um, your boy Yeezy. Oh boy! What? 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 You you cannot escape. Actually, it's still with basketball, kind of, mm-hmm. but a little bit with gossip bullshit. Tristan Thompson is out here uh, getting caught cheating with random thoughts. Uh, it's all over the world, uh, all over the internet. Um, cheating on a Kardashian. Yeezy wants to fight him. Is this a distraction for Cleveland, or what? What is this mess? It it shouldn't be a distraction. I see. I think these whole so-called distraction things are very uh, sort of cliche. Mm. Um, there aren't really too many things that I think become a distraction in okay. terms of your workplace. Not even a Kardashian. I don't think so. Like we both have professional jobs. Does anything that happens in the cubicle next to yours or two overs, does that affect your performance? Does that affect what you do on a daily basis? Susan farts a lot. So <laughs> that is distracting. I am going to tell you. Besides her taking food from the fridge, from the company <laughs> fridge, <laughs> whatever. That, that's a big no-no. But it's just like, yeah. no, whatever happens off the court, I'm not, I'm not going to hesitate on the bounce pass because sure. I know you out in the club cheating. Or what, about, what about the fact that we saw Tristan Thompson, when motivated, play as one of the best big men, younger big men in the league. I mean, he again, we've seen him play well. What, 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 what is my thing about big man? Big, big man, man lazy. lazy. Yeah, he he's got. But, does it, it, but doesn't it, this drama, so to speak, give even more of a reason for him to be big man lazier? There, well, there's there's things where people can't separate their personal lives from their work performance. There you go. Um, I don't think it's a, a universal rule. I just think it's a case-by-case case individual person. It's, just, right. what, it's just how you're you're made up in your DNA. There you go. You can handle distractions at home and not be like, oh, no, But he can't, though. Can we admit that? Tristan Thompson doesn't seem like someone who's capable of having that, quote-unquote, mamba mentality. No, we know yeah, he ain't got I, it. Now. I agree. I mean, he's... No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. It's, I don't think he's cut out for that... That life, yeah, and everything, and he. A lot of people think that they are until they got paparazzi following them around. Exactly, cameras flash, and they can't go to the supermarket and buy a gallon of milk without cameras and people sticking microphones in your face. Facts. So I mean, that's that's on him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I mean. And Kanye ain't doing shit. Kanye's Ka- Ka- family. Ka- he's he's got to he's got to put up the verbal front. Con- Kanye is five seven with boots on, and he is never. And I mean never stepping up to Tristan Thompson. Doesn't got to. That's what money's for. You yeah, exactly. Got five but, he, but he was talking big. He was talking big that's about you, stepping that's to That's what him. you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's supposed to do when you got a security force. There you go. <laughs> you got a wall. It's like you're playing Fortnite. You got several layers of bricks. <laughs> you're like, yes. yeah, come through these. Yes. Come get me. Bill. I'll be waiting on you with this shotgun. Where we landing, boys? Where <laughs> we landing? Tilt the towers. All right. <laughs> uh, let's get into a little bit on uh, NFL stuff. Uh, off-season news. Des Bryant, uh, famous Release. wide receiver from uh, the Cowboys, formerly from the Cowboys, was released. Yes. Um, this seemed, especially for what he meant to that team, I know everybody likes to 
harp on Dallas, and it's fun to make fun of that team because, I mean, America's team, they got the biggest bullseye on them. Dez has a very historic career of doing quite a bit in the regular season. I will give props to his numbers and his quote-unquote legacy in Dallas. I don't put all of the blame on him for some of the failed no. uh, potential that has happened yeah. over year after year it's with Dallas. Yeah, he... I mean, his big play was the one. I mean, the one we always talk about, where if he caught the ball or if he didn't catch the ball, but he put all his effort out in sure. that play to try to get to the end zone. And yep. It became a judgment call by the refs if he caught it or didn't call it. There you go. I don't think you can question his heart or his performance. Sometimes maybe he did a couple of knuckleheaded things. Off He's a the wide court. receiver. Who doesn't? Though? That's what they're supposed to do. But he is, I think, the all-time leader in touchdowns. He passed Irving. There right you go. Here. So it's like. And he was wearing his num his number, so he yeah. came into that organization with nothing but respect for for the Cowboys, for their lore, their history, that community, and he was all about being a Dallas Cowboy. Um, he treated '88 with with the respect that it was deserved by taking a Hall of Fame from unretiring a Hall of Fame uh, player's number, yep. wearing it, and then breaking a good chunk, if not the majority, of his records, I mean, making his own legacy. Yeah, he didn't obviously didn't um, get playoff success. For a lot of different reasons. Yep. We go back to Romo stuff and Dak. But, I mean, he went out there and he bowled uh, every every Sunday. So, um, it's interesting, though, that he's not really happy with how the situation oh, ended he's, he, there. Oh, he's flaming that. He's burning the <laughs> yeah. hell out of that bridge. He's um, going to make it a point to try to light Dallas up every single opportunity I love that, that he can. I love it. And you can't... Can you be mad no. at him for it? Uh, that, that's one of my favorite things about receivers. When receivers go to new teams and they get to play their former team mm -hmm. and they're just like, give me the damn ball. I want to show out. Much more than quarterbacks, more than running backs, more than any defensive player. When you're able to do that as a receiver, it's just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. So, they, they, they take it very, very personal. Yeah. I uh, We don't know where he'll, he'll land because that hasn't been determined right. yet. Um, certainly his production, if we're being honest, uh, was down this yeah, past year. Um, so maybe he's in the twilight of his career. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe this is going to be the fuel that ignites him to have an, another couple of all-pro seasons. Who knows? I wish him the best of fucking luck, and I want him to still be fiery Des no matter I, I, where he lands. I think he's got to stay in the NFC. I don't know if there'll be a team in the NFC East. Because uh, I think what he'll want to do is get with a legit, solidified quarterback. What if he lands on the Eagles? Well, th that's what see. That's where it gets a little bit confusing because I, Wince was great during the first two thirds of the season. Sure, and he got injured, and yep. now we don't know if he'll be there for opening day and everything. So that's he a should be back. I, I we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I think if I'm him, I'm I'm on the phone with with Green Bay, mm, saying, "Hey, play with Rogers, yeah, I that could be a Hey, uh, Carolina, yeah, let me come Cam, play with you. you hey, that. Drew Brees, let me come play. I think he wants to. Light up the stat column uh, with the solidified quarterback uh, that doesn't have to worry about all oh, a new guy coming in. Matt Ryan, so we can just, uh, Matt Ryan made uh, Julio, and yeah. that would be pretty. Uh, It'd be epic, pretty pretty nice. Even uh, I, I think we, I don't know what the cap situation, but I think Detroit would even be interesting with Stafford. Oh, sure, and, sure. And, and, but I, I think I think you want somebody who who can throw the ball, uh, nice pass happy offense. Because like I said before, uh, it was Zeke's team oh sure uh the past couple years um but i, I think it'll be in interesting to see i'm i'm yeah. anxious to see who it is that he signs for and to watch some revenge games it reminds me of 
when Steve Smith left Carolina. Oh, I love that. And when he played he, for Baltimore? Yes, oh my and he was God. just like, this is rewritten. This is personal. I'm lighting it up. Um, Steve Smith, town. one of the angriest wide receivers of all fucking yes. time. Yes. Um, if you ever get a chance to see him kind of mic'd up or behind the scenes or whatever, he is always Steve Smith. Yes. He's just yes. incredible. You have to respect that man. Now, getting to some uh, NFL shade that there's just no defending this anymore. We've talked about it <laughs> over and over and over again. Yes. Uh, Cap is not even allowed to try out in the, what, this is April? So, <laughs> super duper off season. Yeah. Um, not allowed to try out. This is with the Seattle Seahawks, um, a team where uh, <laughs> you can't you can't name, neither you or I could ever name the backup quarterback on that team. Well, they got rid of the backup quarterback. They brought in uh, Boykin. Okay. Who was the backup because they, uh, they supposedly were tested out Kaepernick. They yep. got Boykin. Boykin got in trouble for beating on his wife. Uh, his I forgot about that. Got kicked off the team. And I was like, oh, interesting. You picked this guy over Cap. Yep. And now look at you guys. Yeah. Um, all the teams in the NFL, uh, it, it's it's laughable now in terms of the excuses with him. Now, again, I want to hit the rewind button. Cap, and this is someone who was a former Raider fan. Cap was one of the faces of the league. Do you remember him being in the Madden commercials with a Russell a Wilson? He for a while he had the most popular jersey, of course, in, in the NFL. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know. But again, he can't play. Uh, it's all about him not being good enough. All that other stuff, which we know is fucking bullshit. Yeah, they wrapped themselves up around him, and and then all of a sudden they did something that they didn't like, and then boom, there we go. Ridiculous. Jumping back to NBA, goddamn it, we're all over the place. Kawhi. San Antonio is a no-drama, first-class organization. We all respect mm. Pop as maybe one of the best coaches of all fucking time. Kawhi Leonard got himself a team around him telling Pop and the organization, Kawhi ain't ready. Kawhi ain't on the bench in Oracle right now it's cheering on his team. See, What's going on? This is going to be one of the biggest unsolved mysteries, just like with, with Malcolm Butler never getting on the field. Mm. I don't think we'll ever get a straight answer out of this because Kawhi's not one to talk. Uh, Pop isn't one that's going to... He's gonna, hinting, though. Pop is hinting a lot. You're not going to force Pop into talk, to True. saying something or accidentally slipping and, and revealing something he doesn't want to come True. out there. And then also, like I said before, San Antonio media isn't the market that they it's don't. Not New York, not they don't. LA. They don't have those those reporting sharks that will force a player or or get down and have the sources to know what's really going on. They're all there. scared of pop too. They're, They're all not. scared of getting blackballed and out. Oh, you oh you can't come. You're the sports reporter for the San Antonio Times or whatever the hell the newspaper is out there. Yeah. All right. Your press credentials are taken away. Bye. You can go cover the the double A affiliate or <laughs> <laughs> whatever because there ain't no there ain't no professional sports there. It's all only, only so the Spurs. So you have to kiss the ass of you got to kiss the ring of the the major professional team. Sure. It's not like how it is in New York. Sure. New York, they will come at you. Chicago they will too. Ask you the tough questions. They will say you need to be fired and then show up. At the press conference, it's ask you questions to your face. Yes. They won't do that in San Antonio. There, right. No one's crossing pop. I don't think we'll ever find out there. And Kawhi's not about that drama. But I, I'm curious to find out what's going on. See, and I, I hear you. You're right, technically, in terms of we will never know. That won't stop me from motherfucking speculating right here on these airwaves in your, right, in your head Ninja. right now. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Old Ninja. Um, I feel like... 
Kawhi is being a little bitch. One way or another, his injury happened in game one of game one of what what, what round was that last year versus, versus the it was Warriors? The second second round, yeah. Now I thought I thought it was that ankle thing. I didn't know it was a quad. It well, was an ankle thing, right? But then he just when those ankle things you start to overcompensate for could could be okay. the the injury that dirty player Zaza did last year in the playoffs a full calendar year ago basically um, that was legitimate. I'm not questioning that at all. Mm-hmm. I know he needed full rehab over the summer and blah 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 blah. But he played in what about nine games this year? I didn't, and I watched a couple of them. I never got a sense that the San Antonio Spurs rushed him out there, quote unquote, too soon. That's why I'm confused. That's why it's a lot of stuff where I don't think we'll ever know. Here's my deal, though. Even if that is the case, even if he was rushed out a little bit too soon, he re-injured it, he's frustrated, this feels a lot like Derek, not Derek, yeah, Derek Rose. Derek Rose, yeah. Because you're not on the fucking bench. You're not supporting your team in the playoffs. Even from the bench in a suit and tie, you're not out there. Be- you're the face of the franchise. Everybody fucking knows that, especially since Duncan left. You're not on the bench with your team right. in the playoffs. It's not a good look, especially with a franchise like the Spurs that's no drama and you know no media, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like something in Kawhi mentally is about as fragile as Derrick Rose when he was playing those games. I don't... I- I don't know. I hate to say it. I like Kawhi. I don't even know what Kawhi's voice sounds like. Because he's go. just one of those people that's just sort of, to himself, quiet. I'm curious. I wish I had some friends that were like San Antonio Spurs fans just to get their take on it. Yep. Because essentially, he is your franchise player. He's the future. He is what was supposed to transition the old guard of Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan into this new San Antonio Spurs where there's not supposed to be a, a down... Uh, Every year they make the playoffs. Every year yeah, almost 50 They're wins. supposed to be very, very consistent. And especially in a market like San Antonio where you are the only act in town. I don't know, and I mentioned this when we were talked about Oklahoma City, if, if uh, Russ left. I don't know what how San Antonio will, will be if they don't have a legitimate uh, top five star yeah. in the league. We've never, we haven't seen that. But dating back to David Robinson. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Ever since the 90s. Um, My thing is, maybe he's a paper tiger, though. Again, Mm -hmm. this smells like the duck of (laughs) Derek Rose, former MVP, former best player in the league. And and this is I mean I don't I'm no doctor this is this is a muscle right this is just quad muscle stuff and like with, with Rose it was ligaments and I know there's ligaments not, are, are are crazy I'm not talking about the injuries though I and, and I get you on the science of you know sports medicine and which part of the body mm-hmm. I totally hear you on all that I'm not talking about that I'm talking about his mentality there if you're telling me that mentally you can't even be on the bench. Because of said injury, and Pop is hinting at he don't know where you are, you know what I mean, or what your team is supposedly saying, your your group around you is saying, that tells me something's wrong mentally with your desire to play basketball for this team. If you're a, if you're a GM for a different team, are you calling San Antonio? Oh, absolutely. To try to get so you're trying to get him? Absolutely. But are you going to question his heart and say whatever, but you're like, I want him to know. Um, well, I mean, I'm an opportunist. <laughs> we, we know this. Um, but... Yeah, I, I believe he, now at a discounted rate, 
because uh, again, I think his stock is falling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how. Well, you put it this way. Remember, Grant Hill had a ton of injuries. Grant Hill was all heart and fucking guts and tenacity and a little bit of that Kobe mentality mm-hmm. of bouncing back from injuries and still having a very long career just based on his smart ability to play and his own tenacity after being one of the most athletic, gifted players in the mm-hmm. league when he was playing over in Detroit. I don't get the sense of that with um, with Kawhi Leonard, at least at this joint uh, junction of his career. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But this was one of the top five, maybe top three players in the league last year prior to injury. Yeah. He don't seem like he want to play. That's scary. It's, it's interesting. He just got a contract. Yes. So I can't, that if there's something going on behind the scenes, I don't know what it is. And like I said, I don't think we'll ever find out. Put it to you like this, though. Kyrie is injured right now, isn't he? Are you ever going to question Kyrie? You, I feel like we all know Kyrie want to be out there so goddamn bad right now. There's no question in any of our minds that Kyrie wants the ball. It just seems like there's some snaky stuff going on in San Antonio that we don't know about. I mean, even Aldridge, when all because last year it was Aldridge that was in the doghouse. Yes, well, and his play reflected that. Yes. So I don't know what's going on when the camera. I mean, when the when the few cameras that are on San Antonio sure. uh, are are off. What, what's going on behind the scenes, behind the in the corporate offices? With, True. Because but, I mean, they they recruited him to come to San Antonio, and then in what was it a year, a year and a half, he's already like, oh, we're thinking about trading him, getting him out of here. That's a quick turnaround for a top. He was one of the top two, three. Of that summer, well, that oh, sure. summer, they, it was a hard recruiting sell for these teams trying to get him. Sure, he had to adjust to the system. You're right about all those rumors with um, with him. However, this season, um, I've heard nothing but positive stories about the fact that he's made a turnaround. He's he's the guy by default because no Kawhi, right? And that the offense is tailored around him, and he seems to be quote unquote happy in San Antonio. I don't know what's true, or maybe both were true, depending on the time that you asked him. This is still not a good look for Kawhi. Um, you can't have one of the faces of the fucking league, you know, not playing and it appearing to be he does not want to play. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm talking about with the Derek. Lakers Rose. give him a call. Maybe Lakers give him a call. Maybe send, send uh, Isaiah Thomas out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get into Lake Show a little bit. Um, you know, one of my. Spoiler alert, no, nominees for crying Jordan of the NBA regular season is Isaiah Thomas. Um, this is a man who took uh, the Celtics to the number one seed last year in the playoffs, went to the Eastern Conference Finals, played tough, got hurt, not, no fault of his own, and it's been nothing but drama ever since with this man. Is it his fault, though? I think some of it is. I mean, he wanted. it wasn't like he forced his way out of these situations. He wanted to be in Boston. He was revered and loved by Boston. They wanted to make a night for him. It wasn't his. Sure. He was the one that said, you need to have a night to respect me. It, it was Paul Pierce. Yes. And people outside that started to get problems with that. The Boston to Cleveland trade, I put no fault on Isaiah whatsoever. Okay. I also put no fault on Boston because Kyrie is an upgrade. No shade to Isaiah, but Kyrie is Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, with all that experience and whatnot, who wouldn't want fucking Kyrie yeah. over Isaiah Thomas? Anybody would take that trade in a heartbeat. However, whatever was going on in Cleveland was 
drama for no apparent reason. It seemed very odd. He played very few games. There seems to be one factor in Cleveland. Braun Braun takes the lion's share. Fine. Um, Again. Whatever was happening in, in L.A., it's hard to tell because L.A. had another tough year. And... You know, you got the, the the circus of Lonzo. You have what was that, whatever was going on with Luke Walton, and Isaiah was only there for a quarter of the year. Well, the Lakers improved this year, which is I, I sure. keep my my expectations tempered. They improved. Uh, they had some good victories against they. they I watched them beat Houston. Sure. I watched them play beat OKC. All right. So on certain nights, they get their act together. They play together as a team. They they've shown they can beat teams. Which is fine with me. That's fine. Work on consistency. That's what you need to do as a young team that's working together. It's not like they're going out there getting blasted no. by 30 points a night and they just look completely lost. So And the West is tough. The West is very, very tough. So oh. I, I'm, I'm completely fine with that. You don't want him, Isaiah. As a Laker fan, there's no way in shit you want him on your team, quote-unquote. It's a step backwards in yeah. terms of, like, you can't have Lonzo and Isaiah on the court at the same time. Exactly. You can't really trade Lonzo because he's one year into the league. We no. don't know what he's going to be. He's shown signs of being able to handle the point guard role. Sure. Uh, he's had, I mean, he's had rookie struggles, which is expected. I didn't, I'm didn't. i not his father where I'm expecting him to be better than Steph Curry or <laughs> any of this crazy <laughs> stuff like that. I expect him to play good certain nights, uh, work on his, his shooting, which obviously is a little bit of a struggle for him, but to just facilitate and get the other players involved. Lakers ended up gutting a good chunk of their roster by sending Clarkston out to uh, Larry, Nance. And Larry Nance out to Cleveland. And Ingram was injured a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, and then this offseason we'll see if they're able to get that big star name where Lonzo can, that's the guy that needs to get the ball, feed the ball to him. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it with that. Um, Magic, who I love as a person, um, I, I'm not so convinced with him from a GM standpoint, being able to sell... L.A. Um, to a quote-unquote a, a big star. I feel like it's a tough place to play. As Kobe has, you know, let the world know for the past 20 years, you know, not everybody can just come to L.A. Nope. Given all that legacy, given all that media attention. And if you can't handle that, you aren't built for that life. You aren't about that mentality. It's the hardest basketball city to play in. I'll say yeah. it's harder than New York. Yeah, there you New go. New York one shit. Yeah, since, that's true. In my lifetime. That's true. <laughs> uh Boston, I, they're more forgiving. If you're honest, I think I think Boston is lesser. Boston than, is not a. They're not the top. It's a Red Red Sox are the team in Boston. Yeah, that's LA. True. It's a. It's the Lakers. I mean, even though we, the Dodgers are a I'm premier say, team, oh, it pains me to say this, but I, I'll put it on wax. All of Southern California, and with the exception of the last four years for the Warriors, all of the West Coast. Is Laker territory. Yeah. I'm willing to say that, even though it pains me. Yeah. If we're all being honest, not to say that the Warriors haven't had diehard fans for years and years and years, but primarily, there, you know, a lot, there's been nothing but Lakers fans yeah. from San Diego all the way up to Seattle. Yeah. Um, and all the way out to Vegas and yeah. shit. It's some unrealistic expectations, more so than any other market, I would say, in in basketball. Yeah. Even though they got the same titles as, as the Celtics. One less. I'm sorry, yeah, one less. They don't have that that whole recent stretch of domination like the Lakers have. Sure. And at the same time, um, 
I feel like, yes, they improved, but they have a long way to go to even get to that eighth seed, you know, uh, yeah. in, in the West. But the West we, isn't going to cut you any breaks. Yeah, and we're, we're spending way too much time on a team that ain't in the playoffs, <laughs> goddammit. Um, let's get you. I did want to, oh, I did want to, before we jump off basketball, I know if we're going to jump off basketball, but uh, Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah. Your thoughts on Grant Hill being a Hall of Famer. What is, what's your thoughts on that? Um, just blind, without the numbers in front of me. I like the concept of Grant Hill. I know he put up monster numbers uh, in his years in Detroit prior to injury. Like those first four or five years. Literally one of the best players in the league. Um, lit- from the very jump. Like when he came into the league, he was one of the best players. Um Injuries cut him short a lot. I think if you look at the longevity of his career, he had a lot of impact. It's tough for basketball because I think basketball, uh, you have Tracy McGrady, who's a Hall of Famer, who literally never won a playoff series. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Grant Hill had an impact that was class personified and just all around playing well. Rebounds, assists, points, and he would just go after you. I'm going to say he's on the bubble for my personal vote. It would depend on who was in his class. Mm-hmm. He may get in depending on class. I'm almost willing to say yes, but he's on the bubble. What do you say? I don't think he should have went in. Uh, I root for Duke. I like Duke in college basketball. I just think the longevity thing is why I would uh, not give him the, the nod. Nothing, okay. nothing yet, but I do think that him just being a good person sure played for it um him being on tv and, and being a commentator I, I think you sort of have mas- have to massage those voters once you're oh, once sure you're, sure um, nice guy is, is done i mean i saw a couple stats comparing his career with chris weber's and while grant hill was more dominant than weber uh for that short time period um weber had much more longevity and with, weber played deeper in the playoffs with the kings he, oh, yes. he dominated yes um so I mean, Weber's still waiting for his call. I don't think Grant Hill should at least make him wait for a little bit. Um, him and Jason Kidd, ironically, both came in the same. Yeah, co uh, rookies of the year. Co rookies of the year. Uh, I believe they were drafted one and three. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Big Dog Glenn Robinson was, I think, two. He used to ball out of control. Yeah, he did. I'll never forget. <laughs> on, well, real quickly, when when Glenn Robinson got drafted, this is ironic now, twenty years later mm-hmm. and shit. He had nothing but question marks on his weaknesses for the NBA <laughs> game. Nothing but question marks. I've never seen that graphic before. Yeah, he's a beast. Big Dog was a beast, but uh, I, I, I just think maybe make him wait a little bit. I'm All not right. one of those people to just say, "Oh, just make him wait to make him wait." But I, I just don't think he was in the same class as uh, as Kid for sure. Kid was one of my favorite point guards of all time. Um, to watch, not, not not I won't say call him the best. Yeah. He was just one of my favorites to watch. All right, let, I, I love it. I, let me just say this too: um, when it comes to point guards, <laughs> we got maybe the best era of all time going on right fucking now. We have Steph, we have Harden, who has played point, you know, in recent years quite a bit, and we got Russ playing it. Not to mention CP3. Uh, I gotta, I'd have to look at more of a, I'd have to analyze some stuff because. Thinking about like Gary Payton, Tim Hardaway. Here's my argument Kenny against Anderson, it. Rod Strickland. Steph has two MVPs. Russ has one. Harden about to get one. These are point guards winning MVP of the league. Definitively, and even though it's a MVP of the regular season, is a political popularity contest. That is a caveat. 
There's different different game. It was big. It was big man oriented back in the day. Sure. It, it was the point guards bring the ball up and they hand it to Ewing. Let him do his post work. They toss it into David Robbins. Let him do his post work. An absolute forward. Let him do some post work and then he just I, facilitates the fast break. I'm absolutely down with that. However, my big caveat is Magic's big six nine ass. I know. One one uh, an MVP. I mean, we can't say that no point guards in the big man era won MVPs. No, yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, I think about people like Iverson, how he was dominating. Yeah, he won an MVP, even, too. Even, even Penny, I, uh, Stockton. I, I I disagree on that. I would have to, even though this question sort of just came up off, off the cuff, I still think the point guard play and just uh, the names was a little bit stronger. Ooh, okay. Um, I think we're just in a little bit prisoner of the moment just in terms of seeing these overly athletic point guards. Well, speaking of overly athletic, um, I think there's no fucking question in the world, at least my opinion here. Actually, no, this is definitive. This is everybody's. It should be everybody's opinion, goddammit. Russell Westbrook is the most athletic point guard we've seen in NBA history. One of the best guards from an athletic standpoint that we've ever seen. Uh, he has done the absolute impossible two years in a row. Now, last year he won MVP. Um, people argue could have gone to Harden you know, last year. Uh, maybe could have gone to LeBron. That's neither here nor there. I've seen people breaking... <laughs> All of their own necks trying to discredit this season when him having uh, a triple double, averaging a triple double, didn't lead doesn't lead to anything. I don't I don't see how it hurts anybody's feelings this year. It doesn't lead to him getting the regular season uh, regular season MVP. It doesn't. Uh, it's not even an award. You know what I mean? It's not a trophy of any sort. It's just a stat line. Why are people having a problem with this? Um. Mainly because OKC didn't dominate as much as they should have. Oh, you think based on the team then, huh? Based on what they were putting out there on paper, mm. uh, OKC should have been the number two seed. They should have they should have been better than Houston this year. James at the beginning of the season, if you go rewind yeah. the tape, James said, high, I want to say high 50s, mid 50 win, you know, best team in the uh, West that's not the Warriors is yeah. what he said. They, yeah, they, that's what they should have been. Um, they were inconsistent. Only, only one person can dribble the ball at a time. You got True. Two people that definitely were ball dribblers with Carmelo and uh, Russ going into it. We didn't know how Paul George would adapt to that, and it seems like they still couldn't fully okay. mesh to what their potential should yeah. have oh, been. Oh, they definitely de- they definitely disappointed from a win standpoint. There's no doubt about it. There were some helter skelter games throughout the season, um, but I don't hear that as the. That may be the what's discrediting him from a MVP conversation, but he's, he's he was he wasn't going to win MVP this year. They didn't have enough wins, certainly. Yeah. But people have been trying to discredit the stat. Well, I mean, I, and it's different. I mean, I've seen what people put these YouTube cuts of just him, Stephen Adams just standing around, Russ grabs the ball, just looking at Russ pick up the ball. I'm just like, okay, I'll take it out of context. I don't know what I didn't watch the entire game, sure. So I didn't know what was going on, but. I am seeing a lot of rebounds based on the clips that are putting together where people are just standing around letting him get whatever he needs to get. Here's my thing, and I've seen those too. Uh, some of those are cherry-picked. You know, they'll, they'll take five seconds out of a 82-game season, yeah. uh, and you can make a clip real. But, again, the amount of effort that goes into you creating that cherry-picked 
Like, mm. think, what does it what does it hurt you to say this man averaged a triple double? I don't think it hurts anybody except for people's feelings because no other player in the modern era has done this. So it hurts their feeling of well, is Russ quote unquote better than these other players? I'm not making the argument that Russ is better than LeBron or Jordan or Kobe or whatever. All I'm saying is, from a statistical standpoint, it's a fact that he has done this for two years in a row. And statistically, one of the things that people like to leave out is the Thunder are a great rebounding team. They were number one in the league last year, and they're number two in the league this year. I need to see contested rebounds. I don't even know if this is a stat, but I need to see the stat people say, tell me some contested rebounds. Where only, there's people on the other team that are fighting for this rebound rather only, than just a ball where half the people are trotting back on defense and yeah, just go pick it up. My only problem with that is, where were these motherfuckers... And I've said this again. I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Where were these motherfuckers when he was grabbing eight rebounds per game, rounded up? It was seven point eight, and then I think seven point five or seven point six the year before with KD and Stephen Adams on the team. You know, with a whole bunch of height, with a whole bunch of great, quote unquote great rebounding. He's just a great rebounding point guard. I, I, why is that so hard to accept or believe? I think it's because it's the round number of ten. I think that's really what the fuck it is, and the fact that Magic. And Jordan and Larry Bird and and Braun have not been able to do this and probably never will hurts people's feel they're butthurt about it because it hasn't happened. If we had seen Larry Bird do this in '83 and we had seen Magic do it in '87, '88 or something like that, or Braun do it early on in his career, while this winning, wouldn't be. But that's while they're winning titles. But even if they didn't, even if they didn't win and they had had that stat. Because they're great players, because they're Hall of Fame players. If one of those players had done it, this wouldn't be a big deal. If 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 and ands or pots and pans, or would be a kitchen. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> um, Let Russ be athletic. Let him be great. I mean, I, I just think it's. I don't think they mean anything if they're they're not putting W's in the category. Oh, true. If you're losing by. 10 or 15 points and you're oh you got 15 boards and everything True. and what, what is it doing to help the it, 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 it's completely meaningless yeah. the other thing is with the talent around Russ if they don't I gotta be fair I like Russ a lot I like his personality I like his tenacity with the talent around them if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals be, I don't care about the fact that the Warriors are in it I don't care about the fact that Houston's in it with the talent around OKC if they don't make it out of the second round the season is a failure. They have to get... They're playing... No. Um, who, who's OKC playing this? Uh, isn't it Utah? Yeah, Utah. They need to get past Portland. Yeah. They can't let Portland pass them up in terms of how far they get in the playoffs. And Portland was, was down 0-1. They lost the first game to New Orleans. Yep. Um, they can't... They have to get to the second round. It was embarrassing... Uh, for them to get just dismissed in the first round last year. Yes, only won one game. Yeah, so that can't happen this year. I agree. Or else this is just this solidifies the haters' arguments. That oh, certainly. He's just doing this just for stats. They're not doing anything to help win. Um, yeah, it's cool. You're getting these rebounds, but maybe if you were closing out on these shots and putting a hand in a, in a defender's face, you guys wouldn't be losing these games. I'm right there with you. Playoffs is when you make your money, make your legacy. Let it be known who the fuck you are. Uh, we're going to switch it up because we will come back to basketball again. We are all over the place. I yes. love this fucking shit, Sounds man. Good. It had been a while. Uh, this is one of the few times ever we're going to have this segment on here. Stitch um, was right. Oh, again. This ain't the first that we <laughs> heard this. <laughs> we a, a weekly thing. What was I right about this time? There we go. Tell me, Sway. McGregor. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. The meds were off. 
Pri- what what would, what did you say before? Prize chicken was out here. Oh yeah, the prize pig. Prize pig. Put the prize pig out to slaughter. Brought him out to the country fair. This is our best pig. Come look, come see, and now we're gonna let you have the bacon from the prize pig. And there's no more pig left. There is no more pig. Wow. Uh, I'll let you go go with this or whatever. I, I want to just hear about how right I was. I mean, tell me all the points I hit on because I know them. <laughs> the deal is this, man. Um, I've been saying it. I've been arguing it. People didn't. He. Know. I'm not mad at McGregor for getting his money now, against. Believe me later on. I'm not mad at McGregor for getting <laughs> his money against Mayweather. Uh, you know, big payday for him. Fine. He's a he's a knucklehead. He, he's no. You know. Let me correct myself. He's a thug. <laughs> Criminal, uh, goon yeah, is what he go. is. Sounds a little bit more accurate. Um, and uh, he injured players. We've all seen the video throwing that dumpster or the hand truck at the bus, um, getting into other people's pockets. Basically, there's very few times in the world and in life where you say you ruined it for everybody. He did. He ruined it for everybody. Yes. Now, <laughs> I will fully admit. This will never stop the hardcore UFC fans from supporting and defending. They, they can't. They're, they're on that juice. They're, they're on, on that, that they're drinking that Kool-Aid. They're, drug, yeah. they're going to be supporting him the, no the matter blood what. Lust. And there will be, if he eventually does fight again, interest in him, regardless of who he fights, because he has that name recognition based on his own uh, thug behavior and in being in the news. Who's, but... Oh, okay, you know, okay, yeah, well, McGregor. But no, no, I was but, gonna say who, who's who. But Dana Wright let the uh, inmates run the asylum. Yes, there's no, and, and this is something you've harped on a lot. There's no face of the league right now. No, and you know, you already we've talked about Jones. Uh, it was supposed to be McGregor. Um, neither one of them is fighting, and it does not look like, even though it's only April right now, mid-April, it does not look like we will see them in 2018 fighting. You no, can't have that. No. Um, there's no one that I would pay to see McGregor fight. Yes. And I before, would only pay to see him fight maybe a police dog or something. That way it might be interesting for me to pay $50. anybody jumps in here like listening to this saying, oh, what about boxing? What about... This, this is not a discussion about boxing. I, I, I have <laughs> to put it out there because people always want to bring it up. The box. We are only talking about the UFC for the yeah. sake of the UFC. Fix your shit. Fix your problem. Fix the fact that you don't have a face right they now. They were close to trying to knock. They were, they were approaching the driveway and uh, to knock on the door, be, being a mainstream uh, sport. Yes. In terms of fitting in with the club, the the basketball, the big four, uh, the big four, um, basketball, baseball, hockey, hockey, and and um, basketball, baseball, and football. football. Yeah, they were they were close. They were getting there. Then they just started to trip over their own feet, step on their own dick. I, I got to blame the commission. and I, over I, again. It's, I, it's or the all on Dana White. I got to blame you, him. Like you said, you let the inmates run the asylum. And um, it's it's just self... It's it's nuclear right now. It's The UFC is radioactive. It, if you're going to claim... This, again, something you've said before, and I'm now on board. If you're going to claim so-and-so, fill in the blank, is the biggest, baddest, toughest male or female in the fucking world... Can't wait to watch them. And then they get beat. And then you have the next person. You say, oh, this is the biggest bad. And then they get beat. And then, you know, they don't, they test positive for doping or they do some criminal dumb shit. Yeah. 
He hasn't fought anyone. He, it, was it 2016? Something like that. 2016, your top dog has not fought somebody in his own sport to defend his title. And, and there's no end in sight. No. That's the thing, too. And then you're, you don't know who... Like, they're going to they're gonna window dress some, some fucking pig in... In lipstick and be like, this is the newest guy that you need Nobody to see. Nobody cares about that. He's going to take out McGregor. He's 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 four and zero. He's defeated all four of his opponents with knockouts. Like, save me that. You're yeah. not getting fifty dollars of my money. You you were able to trick and scam some people earlier by thinking that this dude that was going to be able to take a professional Hall of Fame boxer that knockout out. power, yeah, just chance. You you had a forty year old man uh, pound hamburger spaghetti meat. Out of McGregor, yep, and and now you're gonna try to sell sell him as as the face of the league and, and well, here's the other thing too. They, McGregor, the reason why I said and the you whole, gave him th- all this money now, but the reason why I said the thug goon stuff is because even with all the money, he's on some dumb shit for the sake of dumb shit. He's got no The money reason. doesn't give him professionalism, doesn't give him class, doesn't give him respectability. He's famous, but he, he still doesn't know how to fucking act. You know what I mean? And it makes the... Because he's the face of the sport, it makes the entire league look like it's just that goonish or that... You promoted that him with all this notoriety and power of saying this is our guy this is our 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 head prize chicken and smart move or whatever in terms of the economics of it where these ufc fighters aren't getting paid dog shit for what they should be getting sure and he's only making a two million a fight two million whatever a million five a fight and i don't want to hear what about boxing but then he jumps into then they they do this whole they get suckered into stepping in the world of boxing getting murdered and you give your your loose cannon. Now he's got unlimited deep pockets now because what he got twenty million or something off that. that, that some, I think more north s- of that. Some ridiculous amount. So, what what lesson does he have to learn about paying a, a twenty thousand dollar bail thing? Yeah, that means you, you can't control this guy. You yeah. couldn't control him beforehand. Now you can't, sure as hell can't control him because he it's like Mario when he touches a star. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Got, he, he invincibility. I love it. He's invincible now. You can't. You can't do anything to him. He runs the UFC, if you like it or not. And Dana White created this this Frankenstein. It's yeah, and and, and I just got to piggyback. The the media is so fearful of ever calling anybody with non black or brown skin the thug or goon word. It, it, it's laughable to me. This, He's throwing fu- dollies at buses. Yeah, getting walked out, and everyone's just like, "Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, hilarious." No, like, no. no. No, it's not not a cool thing. No felony, uh, felony assault. Yeah, it's not it's not cool. Jesus Christ! And but he got on a plane to do this. That's the other thing too. He flew like seven hours. The UFC wanted this. Oh yeah, they thought they they didn't know that this was going to happen. This always happens at every damn UFC. Uh, show off, weigh in. But this wasn't even his. I could understand. They want. I could understand drama with the fate stare down or whatever. I like that. Do you not have stuff. a security team? Can, yeah, can exactly. I Can I walk into a UFC event yeah. and just make it to the stage? Yeah. No. Yeah. They exactly. let this happen. Yep. Dana White's a liar if he's pretending like, oh, well, we didn't want McGregor to come and act. He he might not have known 
that he was going to go Tasmanian devil on this whole thing. Yep. But you let him get to that event. You let him clear your security. And you let him get into the position where he can approach the bus. When he wasn't on the car. With cameras there. Yeah, this is true. You this set true. this up. You just couldn't control it. And now you, you ruined an entire UFC event because your hubris thought that you could control this man that you now all of a sudden doesn't need your money. Do better. need your checks. Do better, Dana. Get good, Dana White. Get good. God damn, I love it. Um, we do not talk a whole lot about hockey on this <laughs> on this podcast, uh, but the NHL playoffs are on and popping. I actually watched some games. I watched Uh-oh. two fucking games. Uh-oh. I am a fair weather, ain't shit ass <laughs> San Jose Sharks fan oh, who just now realized that they got some black player on there that looks like Drake <laughs> that is like wooing people into <laughs> into hockey. Well, Are you familiar with this guy? His name is uh, Evander Kane. Well, they had the other dude that was, uh, I think it was number 42. I forget the other guy's name. They had another black dude that was on the team. But was he scoring, though? Yeah, he was a good dude. I can't okay. think of his name. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's how memorable he was. I don't really follow hockey <laughs> in depth. Evander Kane is the Drake of hockey. They traded for you. him. Uh, from Buffalo. Yes, from Look Buffalo. Look at that. Uh, um, He's I scoring. He's doing. He's playing get, well. I know how the Sharks in okay. the season. We know this story. This I've is why I'm fair weather with you. <laughs> I can't get emotionally attached to the Sharks because we know how this ends. Even if they do get through the West, then there's that dude out in Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby, that is just... He's going to get in that ass. He's in the night, Nightmare Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. This he's is gonna true. He's going to dream, and it's going to be ugly, and it's going to be embarrassing, it's going to hurt. I'm not willing to ever say on Wax that uh, <laughs> the Sharks are going to win the Cup. But I am willing to say, this guy is a great story. And I think it's good for hockey. It's cool to have minorities playing hockey. It's cool to have them not only PK playing, but Subban doing well. was another guy. He was, on, he was on uh, Nashville last year. And people people sort of love him. I tell you I what, good. you get more people caring. I, you will get more people caring. Look at what happened to uh, PGA pre-Tiger and post-Tiger. Say what you will. PGA, the PGA, I didn't give a fuck about it. I couldn't name a single fucking golfer before yeah. Tiger Woods was in the game. Joel, Joel Ward was there. You go. Dude on the thing. But yeah, uh, the golf thing's a little bit interesting because uh, they recently had the Masters. I don't follow golf at all. No. Um, so I, I won't go in my full slander for golf. But uh, yeah, people are hyped because Tiger's back. Tiger pushes the needle for golf. Of course. He's the only reason why people, a lot of people tune in to watch golf. Oh, sure. Um, if he's... The casual, just like when we talk about the UFC, the casuals who really don't give a fuck about golf, like me. Yeah, I watch some of it. I like, when Tiger oh, Tiger's on. It's it's a Sunday, ain't nothing on. I don't feel like watching sure. the Royals play the the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Sure. I'll turn on golf. I watch Tiger hit this ball around this nice fancy weather course in Florida. Right? Pump your fist good. a little bit with the yeah, Nike yeah, hat. Go go good good for him. Any of these other dudes. I don't know. If they walked out, I would know freaking... Uh, the only one I knew was Vijay Singh because he was Vijay the Indian Singh, guy. Vijay um, Singh, Mickelson. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. That's but about the it. New guys, I can't even think of their names off the top of my head. Who knows? Um, uh, Mac- Roy McIlroy. There we go. Whatever. We're stumbling all over I would words. know if he walked in this house and tried to sell me a, a carton of milk. Your superstars, the, the faces of your league, matter. Yes. How about that? Imagine that shit. But um, good luck to the Sharks. They're at least up two nothing on uh, the Ducks right now, yeah. and they won tonight. Yeah, and they they won two games in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. You know, so they they won it on the road. Let's see if they can at least close out the first game series. I want to get in back to basketball. I'm pumping my chest for the one of the few times ever. Silk Dog, Prodigy, 
was right. Oh, gosh. I told every single one of y'all, rewind the tape, before the season started, I said, trust the process. Philly's going to the motherfucking playoffs. Philly's going to make some noise. Embiid is going to stay healthy. That was risky-ass talk that y'all looked crazy at me at. But he'll be back. He'll be back. Even though they lost tonight to Miami. Philly looks good. They look like the upcoming young... Ben Simmons looks really good. Well, Ben Simmons looks like a stud. He yeah. looks... But go, come on now. Joel played well. They won 50 games. When was the last time you saw Philly winning 50 games and going to the playoffs and they making noise? They have it going on pretty well. It's a good step forward. It's a it's a massive step forward. Yeah. Forward. This was a team that, what, won 19 games exactly. a year or two they ago? Just perennial lottery picking Philly. They were in trouble of, of getting penalties... For tanking too goddamn yeah. much. And if you think about it, the tanking almost really didn't work all too much. No. No. Uh, Okafor, Okafor yeah. Gone. Uh, was it the Noel's guy? Yeah, Noel, no, yeah. He's gone. Uh, was it Michael Carter? Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick yeah. Nick yeah. Oh, or something man, like yeah. That. Plenty of people. Yeah, so I mean, even all though the coaches. You, yeah, even if you get the number one pick, it doesn't mean success. You got to have good scouting people and you need to who uh, you need to draft. Yes. And, and you need to play well together. So um, no expectations whatsoever. Obviously, Nova won and the Eagles won. Uh, maybe there's some winning spirit in Philadelphia. Who knows? About that. Jeez, yeah. Um, oh, wow. But I give uh, credit to the process. Shout out to Embiid and shout out to uh, Ben Simmons, Rookie of the Year, definitively. Yeah. Um, so, I, again, I got to give some props to them. And, you know, every now and again, Broke Clock is right twice a day. I called <laughs> Philly at the beginning. Yes. Um, let's get into this, man. Uh, before we get into uh, Mr. Anthony Davis, who was bowling out of control, I want to get into the biggest crying Jordan of the regular season. I got some nominees on here, goddammit. Okay. Uh, Blake Griffin, traded from L.A., losing in um, L.A. year after year after year. Did not make the playoffs in Detroit, obviously, even though Detroit had a very good chance in the weak-ass Eastern <laughs> Conference of making the fucking playoffs. Okay. Uh, a nominee for sure. LeVar Ball does not play, but talking all that trash... Again, his predictions, Lakers would make the playoffs, Lonzo would win Rookie of the Year, blah, 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 blah. Almost none of them came true. The stuff with the sneakers, LeVar Ball, not Lonzo, not Lonzo, not throwing shade at the rookie, but LeVar, nominated for uh, Crying Jordan of the Year. Isaiah Thomas, we've already talked about him. Boogie Cousins, uh, infamously traded from uh, the sorry-ass Kings, so maybe he, he won that in terms of being on the Pelicans, but injured. Not a factor. Again, regarded as one of the big, best big men of the year, or in the league, and uh, not even mentioned at all. Uh, and then lastly, Jason Kidd, fired from Milwaukee, a team that is in the playoffs, hopefully making noise with one of the best players, Giannis. Uh, well, okay, uh, just looking over this list, I can't blame Blake for getting... Tra- I mean, you are expected to be in L.A. They made you an offer. They showed you videos during the recruiting process. Yes, you yes. signed there as a free agent, and all of a sudden, boof, you're sitting off to Detroit. He gets a pass for me. LeVar is being LeVar. I don't give him any, <laughs> no attention to begin with. All right. Murray talked on Isaiah. Boogie got hurt. I think Jason Kidd got, did a little bit dirty for what happened in Milwaukee. I think the uh, crying Jordan of the regular NBA season has to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh, hot takes, hot yes. takes. Um, they were supposed to, I mean, their window was shrinking. Yes, it was. It's closed. Yes, it is. That window is closed. Doc, it's done. Doc, Doc, Doc has to take a lion's share. Work. They, uh, I, I remember saying it last year. They had something to prove, where they need to start clearing house. They cleared house. Shit still didn't happen. Uh, you had Doc, Doc, and his son 
uh, ran everybody out of there. True. Called favoritism. True. Chris Paul's now balling in Houston. He is. Clippers aren't in It's not playoffs. his team, though. It's not his team. But still, Clippers are on the fast track to being who we thought they were. Ooh. Yep. Got, I, I just think it's got to be the Clippers. Now you have no reason to go to Clipper game. Yeah, you don't. There's no uh, reason to go to Clipper game. Fun fact, this is the first time since the 1960-61 season for right. the NBA where there's been no New York team, no Chicago team, and no Los Angeles team in the playoffs. But on the flip side, the ratings are through the roof through the opening weekend. It was up 27%, I believe. Yeah. Uh, on... People don't watch basketball for the cities. They watch no. for the players. Yes. It's a star-driven league. It's not the mayor of New York dunking on, on shooting a three, pulling up, crossing somebody over. It's yep. the star. I don't care if it's if he's from freaking Atlanta, Seattle, Milwaukee, or Kansas City. Make up wherever the hell it is, Memphis. Uh, I, want, I want to see players ball out. I want to see these stars ball out. I don't care if it's a big media market. It's different than with baseball. Um, you get more attached to the stars rather than the city. I think this is the big difference between football and basketball right now. I think for the most part, people care in football very passionately about their team and whoever their team their is region. playing up against. Yeah. Sometimes you care about, obviously, the division rivalries in football more so than almost anything else. However, the flip side is, for basketball, I care about seeing the, uh, I guess, Twitter-shareable, Vine-shareable highlight reel yeah. of any great player anywhere in the league. You know, Toronto or yeah. Miami, it doesn't matter. The, and I think a big part of it is, if you put ask the, uh, say it's the football fan, and you ask them, hey, can you show me where... Uh, Charlotte is in this map of North Carolina. Sure. They'll, they'll show you. You ask a Cleveland Cavalier, a LeBron James fan, mm-hmm. or whatever, just a random ass fan that's not from the state of Ohio. Hey, here's a map of Ohio. Take this pin and show me where Cleveland is. Sure. They will. Sh- I don't think they. I don't think half of them can do it. Can't do it. They, they don't. I can't do it. They I can't do it right <laughs> now. You know I'm bad at geography. Yeah. Uh, they, they are attached to the stars. They don't care about the region. They don't care about anything having to do with it. They just... Are LeBron fans? They're just fans of the actual player. Yeah. Where in baseball, football, it's it's a regional thing. Your team sucks. They're not they're not hopping fan bases. My Niners were trash the past couple of years. Yep. I still was like, oh, they suck. Whatever. I'm still a Niner fan. It is what it is. Yep. I'm not jumping boats saying no. I'm gonna I'm an Odell Beckham. Fan. Yeah, exactly. Wherever, wherever Odell goes, that's where I'm rooting for. It never happens for football. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. I'm also gonna give credit too. I mean, this is a league. That is growing in popularity worldwide, exported from America, obviously. Black ass league, you know what I mean. Like, this is a league with no all white American all stars and very few white European all stars. If we're real, really being honest, if you think about the all star teams for the East and West, very few non black players as all stars face of the league, and it's been that way for years and years and years, as we all as we all know. Successfully exported, successfully uh, right. gaining ratings. Even a lot of the white ones are from overseas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Larry Bird played a lifetime ago, and that was the last white American superstar in the NBA. Um, now, Stockton. I would never put not no shade to Stockton. Okay. Excellent player, Hall of Fame player, great statistics. I would say the number one on that team for when you needed the bucket. For Utah, Utah yeah. was Carl Malone. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he and Stockton was one of the greatest, quote unquote, Scotty Pippins yeah. to Carl Malone that, that. that you that you never have. There was no Larry Bird was not the Pippin to anybody. 
You know what I mean? It was Bird's team, and there were other great players like McHale and Parrish and and all those guys around him, but it was all built around Larry Bird being the superstar. And Larry Bird was someone who would win MVP, win the scoring title, blah, 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 blah. Stockton was never one of those, even though he would win the assists and maybe the steals title. We have not seen for really 30 years an American white superstar in basketball, yet the ratings go up internationally. It, it, I mean, I'm just trying to point out that that is um, almost unprecedented given basketball's roots, and it's something that needs to be celebrated as one of the few American team sports that's able to successful, successfully be exported and branded throughout the world. That's India has that uh, basketball academy. Uh, you know what I mean? They're trying to get a, a great Yao Ming of India, basically, to yeah. come into the league. And they f- fucking will do it. So yeah. I got to tip my hat. David Stern set the groundwork. And then uh, Adam Silver is dominating as a commission. I think he's doing a great fucking job, man. And there's no, unlike Roger Goodell, who, again, has made plenty of money for the NFL. No shade at all on the fact that his only purpose is to make money. The way the NBA handles scandal, what what scandals are going on in the, in, in the NBA that are, you know, besides the Tristan Thompson stuff, yeah, yeah. You don't, scandal, scandals never have legs. Yeah, well, that's why I give Silver a lot of credit because he squash, he kills it in terms of like this is not going to affect our product. Yes, and they had a they had a nuclear time bomb going on with the day, with the uh, Sterling thing. Oh yeah, and he killed that in. Uh, seemed like 48 hours yeah. he was like your team is gone you don't own a team anymore you're done over with how before about because i think it if i remember correctly it might have happened on a friday yeah and before it could even before because yeah. i was waiting for pti and, yep. Yep. and around the horn to happen on the monday and already you don't have a team before sunday i was like god damn i didn't even get to hear the hot takes on oh. this and it, so it stepped in and, and that was his first year oh, on yeah. the job oh yeah See, what a year. Everyone was just like, oh, shit. He just but, walked in this, this minefield and he handled it like a boss. But here's the thing. The tightrope act, to be able to handle it successfully like that, given your uh, elite players watching carefully on what the, what the new commission is going to do. Elite colored your, players. Yes. Your sponsors. Your, um, you know, your fan base, which the fan base is still, you know. Essentially, they had a Kaepernick-ish sort of situation. A powder keg. Yes. And they handled it in a weekend. Yes. And we are on year two one and plus. a half, almost two years yep. with this Kaepernick situation. There's still, we got still issues going on. On top of that, the imagery is still fresh in everybody's mind on Ray Rice. Even though that's been several years, mm-hmm. when you say Ray Rice, the image goes right back into your head about that elevator scene yep. that was played on loop over and over and over again for months. And mm-hmm. you will never forget yeah. that image. And they fumbled that over and over and over again and could not... NFL dropped the ball in terms of how they handled it. You, you still, And you even still have knuckle... You have a lot more knuckle-headed, assault, dumb-ass shit. Aaron Hernandez, who we all know about infamously. Even a former Niner and Raider, what's his name, on... Uh, that just got uh, arrested. Uh, Alden Smith. Alden Smith. You know, another... Yeah. They got the another guy acting like I will it. call a black man a thug, a hoodlum, just like I did with McGregor. This is a thugged out, you know, yeah. two-hood motherfucker to be in the league. Does not deserve a professional contract. You know, regardless of color, you do some stupid stuff like that, that's what it is. But um, the NBA definitively just handles things so much better. Yeah. Superior in every aspect of it. So I'm, I'm glad to see the ratings go up. Um, 
we never talk, we almost never talk about baseball. We got two hot take oh, hot yeah. things on here for baseball. baseball. Uh, Sunday, um, shout out to uh, Chadwick Bozeman, uh, Black Panther. <laughs> um, it was Jackie Robinson's day. He's he is he is the black he he represents Black America. Absolutely. He played Jackie Robinson, uh, James Brown, James Brown. Thurgood Marshall. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and T'Challa. Yeah, he just all he needs is just Martin Luther King cross off the list. He's got he just checkmate. I'm down for him playing any role he fucking wants to yeah. get. He can't, he can't. His blackness can't be questioned. Never, never yeah. will it be questioned. Um, Jackie Robinson Day was on Sunday. This is a day when the entire Major League Baseball wears the number 42 in tribute to Jackie Robinson. It's a great symbolic day. Not a symbolic day. Uh, just a great day, period. Yeah, it's it's a really cool... Um, I forget what year they actually started it for um, Dirty Stew, someone who's not in America. Uh, Jack Graham's first colored basketball player. Uh, baseball. Wow, baseball. you said basketball. Talking so much basketball. Damn. First colored baseball player to uh, play in Major League Baseball. Yep. And um, obviously, American culture is deeply ingrained with baseball. Absolutely. For a lot of reasons, uh, even involving world wars and... Everything. Yep. So um, him breaking the color lines was a big historic thing, and they retired his number forty-two, you uh, universally. Every every single team um, was not allowed to wear the number forty-two. Absolutely. At the time when it went in, there were a couple people that still were wearing forty-two, but after they were done with their careers, it was sort of done no more, which was a really cool thing, um, and nothing like that had been done in any of the other sports. Yeah. So. Um, it's really cool to see. Um, it means a little bit more, I guess, for the Dodgers because that sure. was um, his team. But it's really cool to watch all these other teams participate in it and uh, take a part in uh, Jackie Robinson Day. It's kind of different-ish. It's, it's a little bit of a unique um, take on it because there's it. Baseball now is a lot. It's more of a Latin America, oh, inf- sure. Latin American influence and. Um, white American influence more so than African American culture. There, you have your your yeah, the numbers players. have decreased. The, yeah, um, I I grew we both grew up playing baseball, little league, and everything. Yep. I, I enjoy watching baseball. It's it's awesome. I talked about it before. Got a little bit tired of baseball um, and stopped watching for a while. But as I grew a little bit later in my life, I I got a little bit more appreciation for watching it. Yep, and I thoroughly enjoy going to baseball games. I try to go to them whenever I get a chance to, and. Um, it's really cool to see how baseball handles this this ceremony every year in terms of everyone wearing the number 42. It's really cool, um, especially when the Dodgers have it on. Absolutely. Because Jackie Robinson was before our lifetime, so it gives us a little bit of a nostalgia uh, feel, even though we weren't alive and didn't get to witness it when it actually took place. I love it. Um, the other only thing I have to say is I feel like this is... And maybe I'm, I'm just have too high of my expectations or hopes. I feel like it's bigger than baseball, period. And I would like to see it reflected in much more large, wide-scale um, sports, I guess. I feel like Jackie Robinson Day should be recognized outside of even just Major League Baseball. I feel like even the NBA should have every playoff game, if playoffs are gone on, or the NHL too, it's Jackie Robinson Day. We are recognizing it, you know, pregame. That would be something. That would be something really, really cool. Because without him, regardless of your uh, particular sport, America would be very different. 
And you just kind of have to recognize when you have a transcendent figure that meant so much to the world, uh, you know, do what he did. And I will say this too, don't just look at him as his brilliant playing career. He did a ton for civil rights yeah. host playing. I think that's why it, it's not just about his stats and how many bases he stole, how many hits, how many home runs. It's his cultural impact onto this sport and just in American history in general. Yeah, veteran too. Don't yes. forget that I, too. I think that's why it is so revered. And I, I mean, I think it would be a really cool thing if, if one year, I, I don't know um, how many years it has been. I don't know what anniversary it was this year, but I think once it falls on like a nice even number, maybe even see if uh, the commission can reach out to, Hey, basketball, you mind everyone rocking a 42? I, you know, I would love to see that again. Uh, for the sports that are going on that day, basketball and hockey, let's all kind of take cool. a time out. We're all going to wear a 42. We're all going to pay tribute to this man. I, again, I think it's bigger than just baseball. Yeah. It's wonderful to have it for MLB, yeah. and I think it's extremely important. Really cool. yeah. But I'd love I always to forget, see that. Because I, I really want to go. I think next year I'm going to set a reminder myself to go to a Jackie Robinson Day yeah. baseball game. That's even, something cool to go I'd to. even be willing, depending if it falls on you know a, a good day, like on a weekend or whatever, I'd be willing to go down there even to the Dodgers to see if they do yeah, anything special. Cool. Yeah, you know no, I mean? they, they definitely do. I, I can't remember if the widow is still alive. My, I know she... She was a couple of years ago. Yeah, let's see. I don't I'll know if she passed. If she did pass away, I he think died it might have been very young. Though. Yeah, I will say that. I I do remember that. Why people stress you out? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other big thing for baseball that is driving the entire world crazy, Mister Shohei Shohei Otani from the Angels. It pains oh, me to hear the Angels getting this much love as an ALS. Oakland A's fan, but go ahead. This is crazy. Um, I play fantasy baseball, and I got into it about maybe four years ago. So my baseball knowledge from being like very, very elementary school-ish level, being almost dead to where it's at right now, has definitely grown. So this offseason coming into this season, he was supposed to be the big name that's coming over, free agent. Um, from everyone, Japan. From Japan. It's like uh, like a Hideo, Hideo Nomo kind of situation, uh, Ichiro, where it's like, sure. this is a Japanese all-star. Throw money at him. Whoever's got the best bid most likely will get him. It was different for him. First of all, um, he's a pitcher and he a position player as well. Okay. Which, so he, um, a lot of times, when you're in high school for baseball, ba- a lot of times the baseball pitcher will pitch and he'll hit and sure. everything. When they get to like college, college and to the pros, they just focus on the pitching. That's where you get your money. That's where you get your big fat paycheck is pitching. Yeah. So they sort of don't worry about the hitting. Don't worry about the hitting. And we've had this whole discussion with National League pitching. At National League players having to hit as a pitcher versus American League pitchers getting subbed out for the DH. I don't recognize National League on anything. This guy can hit. This guy can pitch. They hitting homers. He's he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. Um, it was ironic because when he came over and during spring training, he was struggling. He was getting rocked. He wasn't hitting for shit. And right before the season started, all these these hot take uh, talking heads were like, needed to send him down to the minors. Blah, blah, blah. Waka, waka, waka. He came in and he was pop, pop, pop. Balls flying all across the yard. Then he's gone throwing seven innings of perfect, perfect game pitching. Yep. It's insane. And the crazy thing about it is, because um, the Yankees, obviously the Yankees, everyone knows them having the most money and highest payrolls and stuff. They 
tried to unload the dump truck of money on him. He's he like, no, no, I'm cool. And he came down. He's like, I want to be on a West Coast team because my family's in Japan. It'd be easier Makes for sense. him. A lot of people are like, oh, F this dude, whatever. <laughs> um, he ended up going with Anaheim, who most people don't know. It's the r- very, very redheaded stepchild of Southern California baseball. The Angels are not the Dodgers. The Dodger, you go across, I mean, Orange County, Southern SoCal is huge. Sure. Massive. You go even all the way down to San Diego. The team from below Bakersfield down to the Mexican border, that's Dodger territory. For the most part, yeah. He signed with the Angels. And the Angels have had a bad track, re- track record in terms of signing free agents that they thought were, oh, yeah, we're going to sign this guy. We'll come <laughs> here, sign Pujols. Yeah, Pujols, Pujols yeah. Of, Fell apart and everything is sort of where free agents go to die, for yep. lack of a better term. Um, they do, it, ironically, they have the best player in baseball already in Mike Trout. Yes. And now this dude is coming in here from Japan, sort of Stealing his shine. Stealing his shine and everything. But, I mean, Trout's a great dude. We'll, we'll talk about Trout a different day. But he's living up to the hype, the hype and even more so. I like a good story in base, in sports, period. He's a story. He's a name. He's becoming a household name at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He's creating buzz. Just like Steph or Russell Westbrook, somebody doing something that you haven't seen historically for decades, if not ever. And so I know, like, maybe in the Babe Ruth era, there, you know, because Babe Ruth was a pitcher too before yeah. he was a great batter. Obviously, this was way, way before our, uh, before we were birthed in terms of Babe Ruth pitching and. I've seen a lot of baseball historians try to uh, sort of correct the fact about what Babe Ruth was actually doing when he was a so-called pitcher, because we weren't alive for him. It's just assumed, oh, I guess Babe Ruth was a pitcher and a hitter, but based on, like, what people are saying, it's just, like, he was, for less than a year, Babe Ruth was doing the whole pitching-hitting thing. Sure. And he was just strictly outfield. This guy is pitching like a stud, and he's hitting like a stud. That's hard. It, it's the, almost impossible. The it's Angels are managing this like really, really great, which yeah. I don't know how they're doing because um, normally a pitcher, he'll pitch once every five days. They go through a little rotation thing, but he's out there batting and, and doing normal everyday kind of stuff as a DH. Do you think he has the stamina to do this all year? I don't know. Now, he's been doing this in the Japanese league. I don't know what their their game schedule is like. Ba- here in the states, we play baseball for 162 games. Yep, that's that's a it's a grind. Yeah. Um, even though obviously baseball is different than football, 162 games is 162 games of where you're playing three days travel, three days travel. You get off for a day. All right, another three days travel. Double day. Yeah, double day if it rains. It, it's it's a crazy crazy grind, and for you to be out there pitching. And hitting, because even when you watch these press conferences after a pitcher pitches a good game, his arm is wrapped up in ice, and he's pretty much just... He's got a rehab. He's got a rehab. It, it, it's it's rapid muscle recovery is what they, they have for these pitchers. Yep. And he's out there batting. I mean, hopefully, because if I was a manager on their team, I'd be like, throw a fastball at his elbow. Fuck him. Ooh, yeah, I like Which that. Which I'm surprised I, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I, I want to tell you this really quickly. One of my favorite things about baseball oh. and old school hockey was the dirt, and even old school NBA basketball, the dirty side of sports of, hey, let's fuck up his nah. bad knee. Let's fuck up his bad. I like that aspect, even though I don't want to see people get hurt. Blah, 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 blah. All that good caveats so you want to say. So are you one of these traditionalists who just like walk around the bases, don't stunt? 
Oh, no, no, no. I love the stunt. Okay. I love it all. <laughs> okay. I, I love the beaming him because he hit a home run on me, and I love the flipping of the bat because I hit a home run. You can't have it both ways. I want it both. I want all of it with my cake and ice cream and pudding on top. Give it, give it to me, goddammit. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, anything that's showing people up, I guess, from mm-hmm. an aggressive standpoint... I enjoy. I wish they had more fights in playoff hockey like they used to back in the day. I think I feel like they've changed the NHL rules. They don't want as much yeah. fighting in there. Uh, they've they've changed the plays at the plate that used to be so the most exciting play in baseball were the plays yeah. at the plate yeah. where you would colli- collide no, with the catcher and you had what was it? Your what's your punk ass catcher? Oh, Buster Posey. He changed the rules for that punk ass. Fuck yeah. oh, are we talking about changing the rules? Yes. Michael Jordan rules. What about to say? What, what rules do you have? Oh, you get that? Because you, you're Michael Jordan rules. Oh, what, what and, rules and, and, oh someone touched you when you were shooting? That's a foul because we respect Jor- your greatness. Jordan got through all of Chuck Daly and Boston, and all of a sudden, we are not talking about Jordan. We are talking about the fact. Oh, they're not the Jordan rules. This is the first time you ever heard this terminology, Jordan the, rules. The Jordan rules were unofficial. And they were by Detroit to try to beat him up, which I like. I appreciated them pushing him like that. All I'm saying is. We got Tom Brady rule. Yeah, I don't like that either. Oh, okay. I don't. I just, I just want to make sure. I'm, I'm just saying, see where you where you the posy rule. Choose your battles. I do pick a two. <laughs> posy rule bothers me. Best play in baseball. They took it out. God damn it! Fuck them. Um, holy shit! We got to we got to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. We do not. Neither one of us respects Toronto as the number one seed in the East, but um, hopefully they can make some noise. Yeah, I, I like seeing Drake on the sidelines doing. As long as LeBron stuff. gets out. All right. I don't care who gets there. No LeBron. No LeBron in the no in the LeBron. East. That's all I care about. And if Steph Curry wins. This title, he needs to chill because he can't touch Kobe. There we go. That'd be my Kobe agenda. Hot takes, hot takes. (laughs) Uh, Harden will win the regular season MVP. That award is meaningless. Let me repeat, meaningless. I hope you hear me, Professor. If they do not win the chip this year, pressure is on Houston. They have the best record in the league. Pressure is on Harden, who has not performed in the playoffs pretty much ever in his fucking career. If it is D'Antoni... And Harden need to figure it out. They're playing well right now. First round, Minnesota's a, a cupcake of a of a team to play against. Yeah. The, if they do not win it all the way this season, they suspect as fuck. Mm, yeah. I don't know what Steph we will get back in the second round. I don't know if it'll be eighty percent Steph, ninety eight percent Steph, fifty percent Steph. They're scheduled to play the winner, but Portland, uh, New Orleans. I think Portland, New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, the pressure's on Harden more so than even Russ, but Russ has a lot of pressure on him with OKC. They have to show and prove. Certainly Houston has to show and prove. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I want to see uh, Oladipo stunt on them hoes over yes. in Ohio. I need to see Indiana uh, take it. And I, I'm going to give all kinds of props. Oladipo is going to get some serious shine. You good, know what I mean? Good for him. There's nothing wrong with that. Good for him. God damn it. I think we wrapped it up, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We, we covered a lot of stuff. Um, next next episode, hopefully the Warriors will still be in the playoffs. It doesn't look like that won't happen. But um, a lot of people have been talking about this whole Durant attitude that he's had this year. So I think we'll, uh, we'll touch on that. But I, called, think it's, I think it's just part about him being the alpha. We called him alpha yeah, last year. We were the only <laughs> podcast in the world talking about he's the alpha. Mm-hmm. Who the alpha? Durant the alpha. Exactly. So, so yeah. 
So you got any questions, you want to uh, get our hot takes on anything, you know where to hit us up. Hit us up at, uh, I'm on Twitter as hey, it's Stitch, H-E-Y-I-T-S-S-T-I-T-C-H on the Twitter. And I'm at Cthulhu's Prodigy. You will see some hentai, you will see some Fudinari on there. There will also be plenty of playoff His Twitter handle is NC17. Yes. <laughs> Do not get fooled. <laughs> yes. You don't want to open that up at work. Yes, indeed. So uh, we will talk to you guys later as the playoffs progress. Mamba out. Fortnite. Okay.